This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Inshallah, I'll talk to you about the next phrase in the ayah of Ramadan. Allah Azza wa Jal briefly translated says, then whoever of you witnesses the month, then he or she should fast the entirety of it. And whoever has been sick or were to be sick or was traveling, then they can make it up in other days. That's the basic phrase is, whoever gets to witness the month should, um, should fast it. It's interesting that, you know, again, the principle in Arabic, khairul kalami ma qalla wa dalla, the best way to communicate something is to say the least words. فَصُومُوا فِيهِ Fast in it. That's it. فَمَنْ شَهِدَ مِنْكُمَ الشَّهْرَ فَلْيَصُمْهُ Then whoever of you gets to witness the month, then they should fast it. It's a very long way of saying the same thing. Fast in it. He's already talked about the month of Ramadan. He said, شَهْرُ رَمَضَانَ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ فِيهِ الْقُرْآنَ فَصُومُوا You know, فَصُومُوا فِيهِ That's it. Or فَصُومُوهُ even. فَلْيَصُمْهُ well, the, the entire long phrase. Why? Because now, the, you know, because no word in Quran is extra, Allah mentions the word shahr again. It started with shahr Ramadan. فَمَنْ شَهِدَ مِنْكُمْ الشَّهْرِ ثَانِيَةً He mentions the same word again. Why? Because he's emphasizing the importance of this month twice over. Within the same ayah. You know, there are some concepts in the Qur'an that Allah Azza wa Jal will describe multiple times in the same ayah. Like, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهِ You know, and then by the end of that ayah once again, وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ الَّذِي تَسَاءَلُونَ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ اتَّقُوا رَبَّكُمْ And then, وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ الَّذِي تَسَاءَلُونَ بِهِ وَالْأَرْحَامِ Same ayah. Taqwa in the beginning, taqwa at the end. Here, he mentions the month, then he mentions the month again. So, this is Allah's way of emphasizing that this month is no small matter. And that this month should never be disassociated from its purpose. And its purpose is, well, as a result of Qur'an being hudalinnas and bayinatim min al-huda and al-furqan, those three things, then as a result of those three gifts that Allah has given you, then as a result, whoever of you is fortunate enough to witness this month, it is as though they are witnessing the commemoration of the Qur'an itself, then they should celebrate that by fasting. Now we think of Eid as celebration. But actually, before we think of Eid as celebration, you have to understand fasting itself is celebration. <coughs> fasting is Allah's way of teaching us how to celebrate the coming of the Qur'an. The coming of the Qur'an. It's, it's remarkable. And, you know, it's going to take a few sessions to help really understand the spirit of fasting. What is it that, that Allah is communicating when He taught us what, the connection between fasting and Qur'an? You know, Allah described that this is guidance. He described that it's clear proof. He described that it's a separation, al-furqan. He described all of those things. But when he says that this entire month that you and I should fast, I, I, in today's brief session, I want you to focus on the idea of training. Just the concept of training. You know, in any um, serious qualification, if somebody wants to become a police officer, somebody wants to join the military, somebody wants to become a medical doctor, somebody wants to become an accountant, any one of those fields requires what? Training. And sometimes those things are physical training, sometimes they're intellectual, mental training, sometimes they're even psychological training. There are different kinds of trainings for the task that you have. And if you don't go through that training, you won't be able to benefit from what's being given to you. Allah Azza wa Jal is describing that this thing that we have been given, this Qur'an that we have been given, you and I cannot benefit from it the way we are supposed to 
unless we train ourselves. And the training itself is fasting. That fasting not only commemorates and celebrates the coming of the Qur'an, but fasting is a way of training ourselves to actually benefit from the Qur'an. How so? The Qur'an's most common demand, the most common you know, expectation from Allah in the Qur'an is taqwa. If you study all the things Allah asks us to have, taqwa, meaning a consciousness and an awareness of Allah, is at the top. There's nothing more mentioned than that. You know, there's faith and that's in the heart. But, you know, practically, the manifestation of our faith is actually taqwa. Over and over and over again. Now, let's think about taqwa. Taqwa, in, forget taqwa of Allah for a second. What does it mean to be conscious? I mean, what it means to be conscious is when you're driving and you're going, the speed limit is 45 and you're going 55. And then from a distance, you see a light flashing of the police in the, in, ahead. He hasn't, he hasn't seen you yet. He's pulled over somebody else. But what do you do when you see that? You slow down. You become more aware. Or you see a sign, fines doubled. Or you slow down. <laughs> you know? So the idea that, you know, and, you know if, you, if, a, if a light is turning yellow, sometimes in Texas you get a little bold, but then you look on top, there's a camera. Oh, and then you slow down. The idea that you're being watched... You have to change your behavior. The same way, it's not just about driving. Like, you know, students talking in a class. And one's like, shh, the principal. And what happens to the entire class? They all become, you know, qawman salihin. Everybody changes. Because there's an awareness. There's an awareness. Now, the thing about fasting is that Allah Azza wa Jal is teaching us something profound. You and I are in the habit of eating whenever we feel a little bit of a hung- hungry for a snack. We just put something in our mouth. Whenever we feel like it, we can look at whatever we want. Whenever we feel like it, we could take a drink. These are all common things, everyday things. But when you're fasting, there's your favorite food is right there. The snack is right there. And sometimes you even forget, right? You forget you're fasting. In the beginning of Ramadan, it happens sometimes. You pick up the cup. And it comes over here, and all of a sudden, oh! But there was no security camera. There was nobody watching. There was nobody telling you that that's not okay. Where did that come from? You developed an awareness of Allah Well, nobody told you to be aware of Allah. You're entirely in secret. You know, I've talked to some children that break the fast without telling their parents. And it's an interesting experience. They're like, they have this chocolate, mom doesn't know, he's like six years old. He's like, should I do it? And then he's, there's actually a struggle. There's a, even for that child, there's a struggle. You can't just put it in his mouth. Allah is watching. And I don't know if I should do this or not. And there's, even that is a sign of taqwa. He's aware that Allah is watching. Allah wants His presence to be recognized. Allah wants His presence to be recognized. And the most amazing way He does that in fasting. As a matter of fact, your body, your entire body, is screaming at you to disobey Allah. Your stomach is telling you to disobey Allah. Your throat is telling you to disobey Allah. Isn't it? All day. Up until the adhan of Maghrib, your body is actually asking you to disobey Allah and you shut your body down. No, Allah's presence is more powerful than my body's needs. 30 days of training that you can submit your body to Allah's will. Submit your needs to Allah's will. Isn't that the case? Allah's words, the Qur'an, Allah's words, create Allah's presence in your heart. They create Allah's presence in your heart. But if that awareness of Allah is not there, you can have Qur'an. You can hear the Qur'an. You can hear the recitation. You can study the tafsir. 
You can hear it, but you won't feel Allah's presence. It just won't be there. You need some kind of a training to get you to become more aware of Allah's presence. And when you're aware of Allah's presence, and then you engage the Qur'an, it's a completely different Qur'an. Completely different Qur'an. Meaning the Qur'an for your brain is something else, the Qur'an for your heart and my heart is something else entirely. What some ulama call, call qira'at qalb, the recitation of the heart. That's actually the purpose of fasting. So Allah says, whoever gets to witness this profound month, then they should fast throughout it. Now, last thing before I close, Allah says, whoever of you has been sick or is in the middle of travel, they can make it up in other days. The thing is, remarkably, that fasting, um, and this is a long discussion, I'll give you the brief version of it, that fasting is not, did not start with the Prophet Muhammad Fasting was given to previous people. The Jews and Christians also had fasting. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامُ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ It was given to you just like it was given to those who came before you. Now what was given to those who came before us? Were they given Ramadan? Were they given 30 days? No. Allah says, أَيَّامًا مَعْدُودَات They were given single digit days. They were given single digit days. Less than 10. Some say 9. Middle, you know, middle of the month, some of the days, like Ashura, things like that. They were not given 30 days in a row like us. Then what used to be the law is Meaning, if you missed a fast, you can make it up or you can feed a poor person. Allah gave that option, you can feed a poor person. And whoever wants to volunteer, meaning they feed a poor person and they want to make it up also, good for them. So basically, if you missed a fast because of travel or because you were, you know, you were sick, then you had two options. You could make it up or you could feed ta'am miskin. You could feed a poor person, right? You could feed a helpless person, a needy person. When Ramadan came, there's only one option. There used to be two options. <coughs> Ramadan came and Allah made it how many? One, op- one option is what? If you miss it, make it up. If you miss it, make it up. There's no more what? Feeding of? Now, you could think this became harder. Because, you know, first of all, there didn't used to be 30 days. It used to be ma'dudat, few days. That was easier. Then on top of that, Allah made it instead of two, op- two ways to get you know, out of the obligation. Only one way to get out of the obligation and the harder one. The harder one, which is to make it up. But then remarkably, Allah, which I'll explain in the next session, Allah says He wants ease for you, He doesn't want difficulty. <laughs> he wants ease and not difficulty. First of all, He made things harder. And then He says, by the way, I want things to be easy. <laughs> remarkable. You know, the thing to remember here is that Allah wants our life to be easy. Quran will make your life easy. And Qur'an will not make your life easy and my life easy if the training is not complete. And if so Allah remove the option that gets you to skip a few days of the course. You have to make it up. You have to, you know, obviously exceptions for the sick and all this other stuff. That's for, for the terminally ill or for the chronically diseased. Those are different fatawa. But generally speaking, Allah wants to emphasize that you should complete the full count of the days. Those 30 days are critical because that's part of your training to really internalize the Qur'an. That's what Qur'an is supposed to do. That's, that's what you're, you and I are supposed to do in the month of Ramadan. One last thing, and, and I'll, I'll wrap this up. You know, there are three things 
when the Prophet moved to Medina وسلم, that, that are very important. And two of them I'll tell you now. The Qibla changed. So the Muslims used to pray towards Jerusalem and now they're praying towards Mecca. When they were praying towards Jerusalem, Jews believed that he is along this is the same revelation as what was given to us. We're still okay. But now the capital of Islam changed. The capital went from Jerusalem to what? Mecca. This means this is a new nation. They have a new capital. Like a new nation has a capital, right? They have a new capital. They also have a new constitution. No more Torah. What's the constitution? It's Quran. And when a nation is formed, you have an inauguration. Like, you know how you have an Independence Day? A celebration day? Well, Muslims used to celebrate the fasting on the same days as the Jews before. كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامُ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ The fasting on you is just like the one that was given to those before you. But now, Allah said, no, no, not, not an inauguration of a new nation day, but the inauguration of a new nation month, the month of Ramadan in its entirety gets to be celebrated. Actually, the month of Ramadan is a clear indication that now we are an ummah by ourselves. We are a separate ummah. You know, up until now, Allah was talking to them, Ya Bani Israel, Ya Bani Israel, Aminu, La takunu wa kafir. But then in this surah, Allah told us, He has made you an ummah. When He's made us an ummah, then the ummah has to have its own capital, the nation has to have its own capital, its own constitution, its own celebration of its own you know, independent entity. And that's actually Ramadan. Ramadan is a celebration of the nation's identity as Muslims. That's actually what it is. And so Allah says, whoever witnesses it, then they better inaugurate the month in the right way. May Allah Azza wa Jal give us an appreciation of the power of the month of Ramadan. Barakallahu li wa alaikum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.